This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome off the rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. We're back. This is the only comic book review show here on this channel. We take books from the past week, recap and review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. So, uh, got a couple of things to front end this show with. First of all, uh, the show is normally live. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio format, thank you very much for ch- catching the audio version of the show, mm-hmm. which you can find on comicpop.podbean.com or on iTunes under the Elseworlds Exchange podcast. You get two for one if you subscribe to the Elseworlds Exchange podcast. The other thing is, uh, when it is live, we are supported by Super Chats. That's the uh, colored boxes that appear in the chat that you spend money to use so that your <laughs> questions or comments can be read here on the show. Uh, that is encouraged, and it is exclusively used when we have the interactive portion of the show because that pays bills that otherwise would be unpaid. And by our skills. Yes, that's right. Well, these skills only pay so many bills. That's the thing they don't tell you about. Uh, so uh, we do appreciate anyone who does participate, and of course, we uh, we do acknowledge them here on the show. Uh, just keep in mind that we try to address them in a kind of like organic fashion, so that it's not as interrupting. You know, if we have a, like if, if Tiffany's making a good point, I'm not going to interrupt her just to ask a question. We can Thank you. that can wait until the next breath right. in the sentence. Sure. Um, another thing I wanted to give an update about was um, if you've never seen our sister show, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, it's the show where we take three comics mm-hmm. and they're united under a theme. I grab three random books from my long boxes yes. and then we all read them. We recap and review them and let you know like which one's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. We did a, a Ninjas episode recently mm-hmm. uh, and one of them, I believe, won by just a, a two-person margin, uh, Zen the Intergalactic Ninja number one, or young Zen the Intergalactic yeah. Ninja. Yeah. I finally have fulfilled a 20-year-long quest. I've read the other two issues in the three-part series. Did you really? Yes. It's the worst thing ever. Oh. Young Zen the Intergalactic Ninja number two and three are horrible. And if I had known that, I, it would have clouded my judgment on that book. But I've been reading Young, Gen, Young Zen, the Intergalactic Ninja number one for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of had a soft spot for it. You attained a soft spot for it. Yes. But I have to say, Ben and Ethan's instincts were right. That series is goddamn terrible. Right. But well, the first issue is cute. Again, uh, Electra, nineteen ninety six, and yeah. Ninja. Yeah. See, so you can't say they were their instincts were correct. It was. It's not. In comparison to the rest of comic books, in comparison to those two comic books, yes, and so. those two were not great. Although I might have given it, I, w- I might have given Electra a bit of a nod. Okay, and I do want to. I, I noticed a couple of like, th- this is what's on my shirt. Yeah, this was a gift um, from one of the population. They sent us some shirts on a letters page. It is in fact Calvin and Hobbes as, as the Will and Lion Cat. Yeah, so, um, cute concept. But I'm also chilly, so it's just the Lion Cat like. Kind of creeping out. Yeah, giving you some 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 stuff over my sweater. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Will I am Golden just jumped into the super chats just to help us out. Thank you very much, Will. We appreciate it. Oh, um, Adam Osmoa said something, but I think he did it beforehand. Like I think this was from last week. Just to be safe, I'm going to address it anyway. Gateway Comics in Virginia has a nice place to go. Yeah, that was about our comic book episode oh, on Elseworlds okay. Exchange. Uh, there was a real, very a real, very real sense of home when you're there. It also has a very uh, little a little very large collection of toys in a single issue comics. It's in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. 
Nice. Wow. I, uh, I have been there uh, a number of times, actually, so I, I will have to stop by there sometime. Okay. So uh, let's jump into some books that are uh, on the docket for today. Yeah. We missed last week. So we did like li- a bunch of stuff. I was like, wait. Yeah, wait. What are we what, talking about what came out? this week? Exactly. Damn it. Um, so I read Avengers No Road Home number two. Okay. I also read Avengers No Road Home number one, but okay. this is the one that came out this week, uh, this past week, from Al really? Ewing. Jim Zub and Mark Wade. Three writers? Yeah. Who's drawing it? Uh, that I don't know. Oh, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know. Give uh, only because I don't have their, their page Yeah, up that's, right okay. that's okay. Um, actually, I do have it. Right. Hang on. Let me just it pull it right up. there. Ah, Paco Medina. Oh, Paco Medina. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, is a, <laughs> this is a sequel to Avengers No Surrender, which was also written by these three yes. fine gentlemen. And yes. uh, I think Pac Medina did a bunch of art for that book as well. Okay. I had to pay um, attention to this because issue, I think, six is I'm going to care about that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you saw the preview for issue six already? Well, I saw the cover, I think. Or it was five. I can't remember. Four? Well, we're on issue so we're two. So four and six. This one coming in. showing up. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, so I got to pay attention. That's right. Yeah, because you are a big booster for Conan. I am. Did you read Savage Conan. Sword? I did. Okay, we'll have to talk about it. Okay. Uh, no, road, <laughs> no Road Home, uh, we introduced a new villain, just like we did in No Surrender. No Surrender was the challenger. Turns <laughs> out that there was a uh, original Grandmaster, not Endwigast, but rather uh, this other guy, and uh, he became the challenger because Endwigast punked him out of the title. Because oh, uh, there... he challenges people. Exactly. Is there or at least the he tasker? Uh, well, there's Taskmaster. Task- well, yeah, but he's not the tasker. No. He well, tasks you. You'd need, like, an elder to be the tasker. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so the that was a fun series, weekly series. It was never late, and it was just a it, it straight-up love letter to the Avengers. It mm-hmm. also introduced Voyager, Valerie Vector, who's a fun um, new character, and the daughter of Endwigast, a.k.a. the Grandmaster. Okay. Um, by the way, there's also a whole back issues on it, so check that out as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is fun, I guess. It's... It was not nearly <laughs> as gripping as the first series. Okay. But it introduces, it introduces a new villain named Nyx, or NYX. So Nyx. NYX? Yeah. Marvel has a book named Nyx. Oh. This is about Nyx. And uh, Nyx is a badass, god-killing monster person who has like her own team of bad guys. It's basically like a concept of a female Thanos if you, like from the movies, but, you okay. know. Okay. Uh, only in the most barest sense of the word, by the way. Okay. Uh, anyway, Nyx slaughters the Olympian gods. So okay. she kills Zeus and Hermes and everybody. And uh, this, of course, catches the ire of Hercules, um, who forms basically a team of Avengers who goes to like confront her on Olympus. Uh, Valerie is watching it all happen while she's protecting, or rather guarding, the Challenger from, like, escaping and kicking ass. Okay. But uh, things get too hot to handle and too cold to hold, so she bails on the t- on the Challenger so that he can escape later in the series. Sure. And um, she helps the Avengers, like, escape and deal with her. She Is that her there? Yes. Yeah, so she, she's a she, very, like, Greek goddess sort of look to her. You no, know, she's very much rooted in those origins. Okay. Uh, the whole thing is told from the perspective of Hawkeye, who uh, talks about how, like, he's lucky, and that's really his superpower, is that, like, he's able to not die when he's working with the Avengers. Uh, it's not really a power, it's just more like, my luck has not run out yet. Right. Um, the Avengers barely escape with their lives before uh, Voyager gets everybody out of there. Sure. Uh, later on, Hawkeye awakens in a hospital, uh-huh. and his thumb is missing. And so he's determined that his luck has finally run out 
Oh. Uh, he doesn't need it in order to sling arrows, but it is a thumb. It's useful. And it is incredibly useful. What, so What if someone challenges you to a thumb war? Right. You well, lose. he'll have to use his left hand. <laughs> but in any I event... Think I, I think that is his left hand. No, it's his right hand. Is it? Oh, yeah, it is. So, <laughs> uh, I'm tired. <laughs> so, yeah, Clint uh, just is sad about that. Um, in the earlier series, the Hulk, who is now the Immortal Hulk, he's more of a dick. And uh, he's more, like, mix of, like, smart manner, douchey Hulk. Mm-hmm. It's like Mr. Fix-It, but, like, more Hulky. Okay. And um, he confronts Hawkeye when they go and form their team. And he's like, hey, we got to settle up. Yeah. And Hawkeye's like, we did settle up. I settled up with Bruce. We had this really, like, terrible issue where, like, I did this thing. Like, we had a conversation. Right. And he's like, yeah, but I'm Hulk and I'm here and you did not settle up with me. But you're here, so get over it. Right, but, like, no. So... Hawkeye is awoken in his hospital bed. He's missing his thumb. He's crying. And then Hulk shows up and he's like, hey, everyone's gone. Time to settle up. And you're like, oh no. So you're just going to kill this man? Yeah. Because I'm a jerk. He's petty. This Hulk is very petty. Yeah, go um, for it. I'm sure this this Nick's person won't like use that to their advantage then. Right. Instead, Rocket Raccoon saves him. I read the preview for the next issue. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Turns out, by the way, Nyx was the Joe Quesada book that has no character name. Oh, that's Nyx. NYX. Yeah. yeah. Did you say NYX? Well, it's spelled NYX. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right. That's, like, bizarre that they would... Use that name? Yeah. I think the name actually has roots. Well, that that, that NYX stands for something in there. But yes. Like, to me, that's always, like, marketing, why would you do that? Where mm-hmm. it's just, like, someone wants to look that up. Now they're getting oh, I know. Joe Quesada stuff. Well, at least like, she doesn't have her own series Marty. called Nyx. It's true. Uh, Until she does. By the way, NYX is the first comic book debut of uh, X-23. Oh. That was when she was a prostitute. <laughs> Mr. Roboto says, uh, are you or Tiff the Viking <laughs> still reading Avengers West? Um, I'm not. No, and now it's canceled. And, and not because, like, I didn't. I actually kind of enjoyed it. You did. I didn't, but. I just, I, I kind of forgot. Yeah, and everyone did because the Sorry. book is canceled, and so that's the end of that. I, I feel like it's okay because I support Mr. and Mrs. X, so I'm just like, no, it's okay. This, the reason she says that is because they're both written by Kelly Thompson. <laughs> so I'm just uh, like, no, that, yeah, that one. And by the way, Mr. and Mrs. X, <laughs> you should plug that for a little while because it's just a great series. Is, and the and trade that, comes out. That was one of the ones I missed last week to talk about. It's just it's just been a stellar series, honestly. It just continues on in Mojo World, like revealing a little bit more as to what is going on there. And like, I, I hate Mojo so I know, so you much. find him so disgusting. I hate him. Um, but it's just so classic, like X-Men and Rogue and Gambit. And like, Gambit's going to steal something for Spiral so that like, oh, so, oh yeah, because Spiral will get him out of there in that way. And like, oh, I just, it's just so, it's juicy. I'm just like, mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's everything <laughs> that you're looking for in an X-Men book that only has your two favorite X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, That's mine. Yeah. So, uh, in Flywheel, Shyster says, uh, really enjoying Conan 2. Great recommendation. Oh, thank you. I'm so I glad agree. you like it. Tiffany's like the quality barometer for us here on this panel. <laughs> Not always, because sometimes there are things where I'm like, hi, this is hot garbage, and I know it is. Uh, That's still... very rare that will happen. <laughs> so, what else, uh, what, uh, what have you read this week that um, you would want to recommend for everybody here today? I want to recommend? And, and, and tell them what happened. Um, so. Let me, I, most, actually, all of my books this week are Marvel. Hmm. I have, uh, I have... One DC book. Okay, okay. And it's not a high recommendation. Okay, well, uh, let me just uh, kind of touch base with Doctor Strange here, um, written by Mark Wade with art by uh, Jesus Saiz. Mm-hmm. Um, remember we established this whole, like, there's an accounting firm for magic? Oh, yeah, I saw the cover for this. It was so stupid. He's like, ah, yeah. rejected. No, here's the thing. I get a lot of people, um, not a lot of people, I've heard that people are digging this, and I'm not saying don't dig it. I'm just saying 
You don't. I don't dig it. No. And that's not, that's just my, it's a personal taste. Don't you get it, I'm Tiffany? Just... Magic has a cost. So there must be a magical accountant. No, I know it has a cost. Get it? I know. It's no, funny. It you know, it, and I, I do have my gripes with this and like, not that I thought, not like I had the thought of like, oh, this is where the book is going to go. It was after the book was going on and we finished up this arc that I was like, there are a lot of things that he could have done that might have been more interesting. Right. So it's not even like it was a letdown in terms of like, I thought it was going one way and it didn't go that way. And no. In the aftermath, I was like. You had a lot of opportunities to do something new. Exactly. And exactly. Um, like, for example, like there's this magical accountant. He has to come to terms with his payment for magic. For what? <laughs> I'm guessing it has to do with damnation, but here's the thing. If you, like, damnation happened, I don't like what it did to Doctor Strange's character, no. personally. Just every time Mephisto's involved with something, he just ruins a character. Um, yeah, he ruined... Uh, just a ruiner! He ruined the new, the Doom Iron Man book, he ruined Spider-Man, he just ruined Doctor ruiner. Strange. Um, but I was like, you literally came up with this concept of having Casey come back, pretend to be Doctor Strange... Why wasn't she the one that did Damnation then? And Doctor Strange was elsewhere. That would make sense to get that story because not it was not very highly received. So no. It's, no one would be. Many people would cry foul that it was a retcon, sure. but who cares? Because right? then at least it wouldn't be really really stupid. Right, but um, so yeah, so literally this book is just a big fight because Dormammu is he's trying to take over like everything he wants to defeat the fall team take over their realm and also have earth oh and he wants everything he wants it all and he wants it to all be dr strange's fault okay and um basically strange like postures with him for a while sends uh zelma wong and kana away to go and find the knowledge of the ancient one which the accountant took and has so that they can use it and help him fight mm-hmm. and um then like strange monologues at us in like internally yes for, for most of the book where he explains what he's going to do and then he does those things mm-hmm. and um i mean like there's like i gotta tell you wade did the same damn thing i mean like it wasn't just wade but like that same exact thing happened in avengers no road home and it was like exhausting because yeah. it was just because at the end of the day, I don't know about yours, but like with Hawkeye's monologue, it was just like him reiterating the same freaking point, like yeah. for like f- twenty-two pages. There is quite a bit of that, and I think it just comes down to the pacing for me that's the issue because there could have been something sort of like there, the solution is fairly clever. I get it. I get right. where you're going with this. Cool, whatever. You do pull like a magical like Deus Ex Machina out of nowhere. Yeah, not even out of nowhere. It's just like oh, yeah, sure. You know how to solve this? This is how it's going to be solved. Fine. Sure. But the pacing for me kills it because of the way in which it's like you're not showing it to me as he's monologuing it he monologues it and then later on it happens and I'm no like, that's weak I'm like all right cool whatever yeah basically like strange is like i need to like you know give something for dormammu to like falter on and what i'm gonna do is this and then he does it where he's just like you know dormammu if you want to like you know show the fall team that you're super great because they go over like dormammu's origin sort of mm. kind of him and umar who of course is like Clea's mom. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't mention that, which is fine. Because yeah. she hasn't been really in the book, except the annual, so it's like, why would you? And Wade, you know, isn't as big a Doctor Strange fan as you are. <laughs> so anyway, um, like, he's like, if you want to take over, if you want to show the Faultine that you're super awesome and they shouldn't have exiled you, why are you going to let them do the thing you wanted to do, which is take over Earth? Sure, you're going to have their dimension, but, like, that's still one for them. Yeah. And he's like... And then, like, 
um, Strange and the others attack using their own, like, abilities and the, like, split-up knowledge of the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. But eventually, like, that power will rip through them, so he, like, disperses that, and um, Dormammu seemingly is going to win, and then the Ancient One shows up and kicks his butt and Yay. sends everybody home, and Doctor Strange doesn't actually really do anything. Oh. Um, and then everybody leaves again like literally like this is one of those stories where at the end of the day nothing actually happens uh-huh except strange's home i guess okay um so like uh zelma is like that was fun cool hey ancient one like having all your memories and all your knowledge in my head like that's a lot of information like you should like if you died that would all be gone like you should have someone write it down for you and he's like oh like a biographer so she goes with him okay and then wong also goes with him what without any like conversation oh okay. and then like strange is like but hey kana like i apologize for keeping secrets from you so you can hang around here i mean i also have a, like a like a little like portal thing open so you can go anywhere you wanted but like i think you should just chill here with me and she's just like yeah no it'd be step in the right direction but like maybe one day we'll, i'll find you and she just leaves oh and then the next like the preview so they could have set it up where she was gonna be the new rentra Right, but no, like, and that's fine. Like, Strange doesn't always have to have an apprentice no. or a helper or anything like that. And, like, that's not really a big deal, but it, it's just, you know, like, they're like, oh, who's the accountant's boss? Oh, and I don't care. The last page reveal, <laughs> not reveal, but, like, the preview for next, like, issue is an image of Doctor Strange over Galactus. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Is it, is it possible that Doctor Strange could just handle a small problem? No. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, it's not for me. And that's okay. Right. If it is for you, enjoy it. Like, honestly, enjoy it. Because, mm-hmm. like, Doctor Strange books are few and far between. We've had this, like, unprecedented... Not unprecedented, but we've had this really great It's time. a renaissance of Doctor it Strange. It is. It's a great time period where we've had so many Doctor Strange books and arcs and different writers on them. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Because if this doesn't keep selling well, it's going to be canceled. Well, yeah. Until he gets another movie. Mm-hmm. Then they'll bring out another Doctor Strange miniseries. Right, so... Where the hell is that other series? The Jerry Duggan series. I don't... I don't I, yeah, right? I, Whatever I, happened I to that? I gotta look up to that. I, I, I might have just missed a bunch of issues, honestly. So, so anyway, that's it. That's, that's, that's all I got. Cool. <laughs> uh, I read Return of Wolverine number five. It's the last series of The Return of Wolverine from Charles Soule. Steve McNiven clearly spent the last four issues... Drawing this one. Oh, does it look great? It does look great. I mean, it's not... So I know you haven't really enjoyed the art in this No, one? Declan Shalvey was doing the last bunch of issues. It was Charles Soule and Stephen Devon for issue one, which looked great. Yeah. And then uh, Declan Shalvey, who just doesn't draw Wolverine really good. Okay. Like, he does a really good job with stuff like Moon Knight and other books. Uh, this book did, just looked really horrible. Okay. And so I, I can't... Like, I could not recommend it back when it was done by the two right, of them. Right, and even when that's collected in trade, that's going to be a... It's uh, going to look really bad. Yeah. It's going to look really weird. You're going to be reading yeah. it and be like, what the hell happened here? Mm-hmm. Uh, the This issue looks really good, uh, but, like, who cares? Um, Wolverine comes back. Uh, he finally gets to the bottom of everything. There's this crazy new character who uh, can resurrect people who died and then inhabit their bodies and puppeteer them. She thinks because in the in a previous issue she sent Wolverine like Wolverine opened the Berserker yeah and like almost killed the X Men and she's like she uh, reveals that she's like on a satellite orbiting Earth so Wolverine goes there and so he, the whole take the whole story takes place on a satellite the chapter is called Heaven get the conclusions there and um, Wolverine discovers that like she is part of like a she's doing that thing that every like 
It's weird. I've seen... Like, I, I couldn't name it for you, but there must be a trope, because it's the same plot as Spawn Batman, where there's a woman who wants to save the Earth by killing all the people in it. Right, right, right. And so she's got this doomsday weapon that's going to fall from the sky and destroy everything. And I'm like, wow, really again? But, uh... I mean, not really again, but mm -hmm. it's more like, really? We're yeah, going to yeah. do that? But, uh... Yeah, so... That was the plot. She resurrected some, like, really smart people to help facilitate her plan. Mm hmm And... So they enact the plan. So Wolverine discovers that it's like bad news and she's like, you should join me. And he's like, no. And so she's like, well, then you have to die. And so she like releases this crazy pathogen into the air of the area they're in, in the mm -hmm. satellite. And he gets like horrible warts and then jumps out the window and he like climbs along the side of the, of the satellite and he crashes back in. And then he threatens the scientists and the scientists are like, okay, we'll help you. There's apparently, like, numbers... Of, there's a number of satellites around the Earth, and they're all gonna, like, kill everybody so that, like, the Earth can be run by, like, dead puppets that she will control. And everything will be cool, you know, but dead. And that's the plan. And, like, so Wolverine, like, just tells them, get rid of the satellites Why or else... Why would they be okay with this? Well, because, like, they're alive now because of her, and, like, they're... they're like, oh. they're allowed to keep themselves, and Wolverine is involved with her resurrection powers. Oh, um, okay. So, like... They feel indebted to her, but they also listen to Wolverine and they fucking, they, they blow up all the satellites. Uh, then uh, Wolverine has to take out the main space station because it's got the last satellite in it, of course. And um, so he crashes it into the ocean and then goes to the Xavier Institute. <laughs> that That's the return of Wolverine? Yeah. Hey, I'm back. Yeah. Hey guys. And it looks really Hi. good, but uh, oh, and the other thing was cool. It was fun because like he's fighting his way through to get to the last room to blow up the satellite and all the different Wolverines in his head who are behind cages and everything or in yeah. jails, they're all like, "Come on. I are you I I'm good at this one. I'm good at this one. I can help you." Like you got Scratch and Hero and Soldier and Secret Agent and he just opens all the cages except for the Berserker. So he gets all of his Wolverine back. Right. And the Berserker's like, I'm still here, and you'll never get rid of me. One day I'll get out. Wolverine's like, not today, though. And so Wolverine's Wolverine again. Okay. Wait, like, I thought he oh. was out. I'm sorry. No, he well, no, he let the Berserker out, but then, like, every time he lets one out, they go back into the cage. So he can, like... Oh, so he's just leaving the other ones out, and, like, the yeah. Berserker will just stay in there. Exactly. Until one day. Until one day. And she makes a hilarious point where she's, like, like the, the main villain. Uh, she says, uh... Like how? Like you attacked the the X Men. How will they ever forgive you? And I'm like, he does it all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like There's a whole book series based on that. And we all love that Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, well, Return of Wolverine number five was fun, and if you want to see Wolverine like kick ass and take names in a very cinematic way, I think you're gonna enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I think the series is a waste. So you know, I, I you could really like it's fun, but like who cares? Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 what I recommend. Sure. Oh, uh, that's that's my review for nice. Return of Wolverine. Excellent. I was like, ooh, it finished. Let me see how it goes. Okay. What about you? Um, I read Black Widow number two. Everybody oh, read yeah. Black Widow number one. I do remember that. Um, written by Jen and Sylvia Saska, mm -hmm. the Saska sisters. Yes. Uh, with art by Flaviano. <laughs> cool. I just like saying that. I guess I don't know. Uh huh. Um, you know, Black Widow's back. She was having a hard time. Um, 
you know, coming to terms with who she was and like needing to be violent. And so she went to the one place on earth that she knew that she could be violent and like basically very much do like a Wolverine kind of thing where it's just like, I got to kill. Yeah. I'm going to Madripoor. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Madripoor where she finds out about this um, ring of violent um, paper horror sort of viewing on the internet. Gotcha. Like okay. Girls of all ages are taken and then like people pay to have things done to them. Yes. And um, she's like, okay, this will do. Oh yeah, I'll kill all them. Yeah, nailed it. Uh huh. That's a Punisher book, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, right. But it's it's. (laughs) But it's Black Widow. It's Natasha, so she's doing. So she'll kick. But like, what I kind of like about this is that like part of her just wants to do it because they're scum, but part of her is just like, but I I just want to kill exactly. And like, if I could put a nice bow on it. Yeah, that's like a dicey. That's a dicey message, but like I, I see where you're going. We'll see with what if that's actually what it ends up being. Yeah. Um, knowing like something very little, there are people out there who much know the Sasuke sisters much more so than I do. Yes. This book is like a fun B movie ish noir kind of hyper violent story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. She kicks ass, takes names, monologues, the whole thing. Yep. And, like, there's something um, very satisfying about it without necessarily saying that, like, wow, this is, like, an incredible book and, like, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. there is something satisfying to it. Right. And it might just be, like, one of those things you're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, like, there's a certain type of reader who wants, like, a Punisher book. And there's a certain type of reader who might, like, really want to read about, like, Natasha just straight up murdering yeah. bad guys who deserve it. Sometimes I want to watch a horrible, like, horror movie. Exactly. And not saying that's what this is. But sometimes I just want that. I know it's going to be bad. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is bad. But, like, there's just all different types of, you know, stories and reasons totally. to read them. And uh, this book, literally, she just, like, the first few pages are just her having an epic fight that had started in the last issue where like a bunch of guys rolled up and they're like we're gonna kick your ass and she's just like oh yeah sure. and she like wrecks them does it look good it's like the art's pretty good it's fine okay. um but she does she wrecks them and then like she takes them and like straps them to the car they rode in on uh-huh. and then like she starts driving around because her plan is that she like kind of she's wearing an eye patch and she's like kind of like a late like veil net thing on her face so that people don't know exactly who she is sure but like you have to get people to talk about this type of thing right so that like loose lips kind of thing mm-hmm. so like yeah you need to leave somebody alive right well not even no not even just that she wants the people of Madripoor to, to start, see <laughs> yeah and to start talking about it because then someone's gonna give something up yeah so then we see this fun sequence of her like infiltrating different parts of Madripoor listening in on things until she finds the right person yeah and um she ends up finding out that there are these like encrypted encrypted key things that they use, kind of like when people have. Um, I think Blizzard does this for your account, where you can get this little like device that lets you encrypt your account. So yes, you, yes, it's something like that because like these guys wipe everything, start anew every time they do one of these sessions. They have and to, yeah. these keys let them help the help them find their users. Okay, cool. So users. the users. Do they fight for the users? No, but she does. Uh, Or she fights against the users. Right. So anyway, um, she ends up um, grabbing the key, giving it to some guy who starts trying to hack into, like, whatever. Yeah. Finds out that um, there's this, like, guy. um, Oh, no, though she doesn't find anything about that. She Like, they're waiting to to see one of these, like, live streams go up. Gotcha. all the videos they have of it now are all like re-uploaded. Basically, there's mm. no like live version. There's no, of it. yeah. So like they don't know. They've already waiting. happened. Then this old woman, this like freaking gypsy woman, shows up, and uh-huh. it's like I'm looking for the angel who like helps others, and like 
the other people with Natasha are like, this is clearly a trap, but I think she kind of wants it to be. Yeah. So she goes with this woman, and it's not. She, like, goes, and this woman's, like, daughter is there, and, like, she has no hands. Oh. And she, like, washed up on the shore, and, like, she was one of the girls that was, like, dumped afterwards. Ugh. And so, like, it's a really, like, terrible but, like, well-done sequence of, like, Natasha asking her to tell her what happened. And yeah. instead of the girl telling her, we just we see, see panels mm-hmm. of things. That's awesome. And um, Natasha's like, got it. So she goes to find the new prince of Madripoor, and he's having a big party on his yacht. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's got to be here. And, like, Sabretooth, Taskmaster, and Baron Zemo show up. Okay. And, like, they're like, Taskmaster is like, all right, guys, here we go. Like, he's totally not himself for some reason. And Sabretooth and Baron Zemo are, like, at each other's throats. And, like, Sabretooth's like, oh. Or Taskmaster's like, hang on, guys. Why don't we, why don't we get some, like, drinks in us and see where the night takes us? Hang what? on, everybody. It's <laughs> like, What? So um, she sees that one of, like the guy, this, like one of the guys that Zima has with him has a tattoo, mm-hmm. and uh, that tattoo is what the girl describes. Okay. And so she's like, "Got it!" And so she goes to take the shot, mm-hmm. and she gets like hit in the back of the head. Oh no! And it's Madame Mask. <gasps> oh cool! And she and Madame Mask are gonna have a big fight. Nice. And I was like, "Good use of Madame Mask." Right? Madame Mask shows up. Neat. There's one of two books I read today that had Madame Mask in it. That's really weird. I was like. What is happening? I don't know. Anyway, kind of, like I said, fun book, but you have to be looking for this type of, you know. <laughs> right, right. That's fair. Uh, in the Super Chats, Adam Asimov says, what? No, I wasn't first. I'm a failure forever. No. No, man. Come on. You were first, actually, because uh, you, you had a Super Chat that was left over from last week. Yes. <laughs> uh, Orphix says, hi, have you guys checked out Umbrella Academy on Netflix yet? I haven't. Me either. We just have a chance. Um, and it's not for me anyway. But for me, it is for me, and I want to like. That's when this becomes harder when it's like something that just maybe I want to watch, or just something you want to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like, but we're watching stuff together. I'm not gonna make you do that. I did make you watch the first episode of Doom Patrol, though. So. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and all of Sabrina. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> my only DC book this week is Know Me by Brian Michael Bendis Naomi? and David F. Walker with jo- pencils by Jamal Campbell. Yeah. yeah. I went to high school with a girl named Nomi. Yeah, but Spelled the same way. Oh, I think it's Naomi. I'm sure it is. I like to call her Nomi. <laughs> the girl I knew was like a fairy person. Uh, so Naomi is a book about nobody, but they're really somebody. Who are they? Mm-hmm. Let's find out in this series. And that's the book. Uh, the first one, the first issue was uh, no- meet Nomi and her wacky friends who are all going to be put on the back burner so Nomi can find out what her mysterious past is all about. And it'd be really interesting if she didn't have one. But she does. But we're playing on the trope of like, I believe I'm special because I'm not. And Superman like fought Mongol in a fight that would never have happened at this point uh, in her hometown of nowhere. And she's obsessed with it. Okay. She's like, oh, that was awesome. And everyone in the town is kind of like excited about this like 15 second brawl. Right. uh, As they like bounced between their towns. Uh, But Nomi won't let it go. And it's like all consuming and it makes her like, it makes her uh, alienate her friends and her family. And she's talking to her therapist and her therapist is like, yeah, this is called the Superman complex, but not the Superman complex that actually exists in real life. Right. This is a Superman complex that Bendis invented because he didn't know there really was a Superman complex that actually exists. No, maybe uh, he did, and he was like, but in the world where there is a Superman... We gotta have a different thing. 
That doesn't make any sense. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, she's basically obsessed with Superman, or obsessed with being special and a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a mechanic who's big and looks like a character. Like, he's not just, like, a big guy. He looks like a reformed supervillain of some kind. And he's, like, he's nameless and blah, blah, blah. But he's, like, this mechanic, this auto mechanic, who hears Naomi's, like, begging people to tell her more about her, like, mysterious past. Because she was adopted. And, uh, so, apparently, uh, there was a superhero fight that took place, you know, however old she is ago. And so, uh, the biker says that that was the day that she was adopted. It was the same day that happened or something. Mm -hmm. And she's like, tell me more. And he's like, no. That's, that's this issue. And so she has a, uh, a long, boring conversation with her parents where her parents are like both fun and annoying at the same time. Uh, and then she sneaks into her, like into the, the auto mechanics uh, business while he's not there or at night. And uh, she finds a photo of him, the auto mechanic, mm-hmm. with a woman who looks just like what Nomi's mom would look like. Yeah. And she's like, what? And the auto mechanic is like, he shows up, of course. And he's like, oh, like, I wish you hadn't have done that. Um, and, and you're like, oh no, dun, dun, dun. And like, uh, they won't tell you, like, Bendis is really like burying the lead on like what her name is. Like, Naomi has like a last name, but we won't tell you what it is because that would give away everything. It's like the Beatrix kiddo thing of Kill Bill. We're like, let's bleep it, even though it would come up in conversation. Like, yeah. So they're doing that. Um, she doesn't have, like, a code name or anything. It's just that Naomi is just her first name. Okay. Anyway, uh, the book is frustratingly great looking. Yeah, I saw it's it's penciled, it's, inked, colored, all of it by the same guy. Yep, Jamal Campbell is new hotness. Okay. He is so goddamn great. And it's really too bad. It's well, hey, but, like, this could be, like, this could take him other places. You know what I mean? No, when Naomi is canceled, mm-hmm. this guy's going places. Right, right, right. They're probably going to give him some obnoxious event, and he'll like overextend himself, and then you'll oh, never see him again. No, but like, but like this this artist is great, and Naomi is likable. So you got that going for you. Yeah, like that's all. You know okay. what I mean? But uh, that's all. Like it, it's if you are interested in like a teen drama book. Mm-hmm. This might be up your alley, especially if you want it to be about, like, a superhero kind of thing. Right, right, right. Otherwise, nah. Like, it's just kind of like, who cares? Right, right. I think it's really, like, nobody else could have gotten away with calling this book by this person's first name. Right. You know, like, this, this, this book, if it was a boy, it'd be just Steve. Well, And you're like, oh, what's Steve going to be doing? in an image book. Yeah. And that's kind of... And it's... Well, like, it's definitely... It's almost like it almost is, like, an image book pitch where they're like, what if a guy like Superman crashed into the thing? And blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's like, well, what if it just is Superman? Like, what if it, what if DC just didn't care yeah. about having Vertigo and Young Animal and all these other imprints that we could put it... <laughs> just stick it in here. So yeah, all of it's dead. Or Black Label. Uh, so... Naomi is fine. I recommend it in terms of like those things. Right. If you want to, if you want the best looking book at DC, you probably mm-hmm. want to check out Naomi at least once. They, wow. It's it's so good. It's like I'm like oh my god, <laughs> I've never seen such beautiful inanity. 
So anyway, uh, jumping into the super chats again, Orfix says, oh yeah, he said that already. But he also said, on that Naomi book, don't you think that the way the auto mechanic grabbed her should have snapped her neck? I found the art good, but awkward sometimes. No. Uh, <laughs> the situations were awkward. Fair enough. I mean, like, not really. I didn't really think about it. I don't care. Like, he picks her up by her head and, like, puts her outside. I mean, I think he also just meant that the situations were... Oh, yeah. No, they were. Like, well, every, everything in this book is awkward. Like, her friends... She promised her friends that she'd have a sleepover, and then she, like, instead investigates whether she's a superhero or not. And so her friends are mad at her. And you're like, oh. Cool. Okay. Babysitter's Club comics. Um, but whatever. Like, but if that's your cup of tea, you're going to dig the hell out of Naomi. Hey. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Mr. Roboto says, would it not be the Iron Man complex? It'd be funny. I feel like Marvel might have an issue with it. <laughs> Jacob Baker says, massive fan of the channel. Finally catching it live. Jacob, welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Normal. You know what it is? It's just she thinks she's so special. <laughs> and it's like, nice. it's such a perfect encapsulation of what it's like to be a teenager. Yeah, you think Which I think is really like, it, it's to his strength. Yeah. She's like, I am special, but it'd be great if she wasn't. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if it's like, no, you're not. Maybe her last name's Skino. Is, what is that? That's Usaki's last name. Uh, I'm like, why do I know that name? <laughs> Damn it. It's a Sailor Moon reference. She's a magical girl. <laughs> DC's Magical Girls? Now I'm on board. If that was the pitch. I, it... saw, I pitched that last time. Yeah. Too, we did this show. We did, it's that's like, right. DC's Magical Girls, where is the trick? That'd be cool. That'd be cooler than what Naomi, I think, is going to turn out to be. Sure, imagine the Greenlanders being like, what is this? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop spinning. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Naomi. But it'd be great if she... It's the same... It's a sky fight. It's a sky high thing again. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if she found out she wasn't special, but then she's like, no, screw it. Anyone can be anything. Batman, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, willpower, and become something. Yeah. But like, like in Sky High, the, the kid has no powers, right? And everyone's like, you're, you're useless because you don't have any powers. And then what he could do is the whole movie is him studying and training. And then yeah. like he builds like a suit, right? Like that augment, like that shows powers, you know? And they're like, oh, like he has powers after all. And it turns out like, no, I don't have powers, but I've replicated them using this like thing. Yeah. And it's like, he turns, he turns out to be Batman. <laughs> and it's like, you don't need powers to be super. And that's the theme. But they never do that. Ever. <laughs> anyway. There you go. There you go. Know me. Check it out. Or not, I guess. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Would you have a book? Yeah. I don't know. You thought you were... I was like, wait. Usually you go, what do you got? I was like, okay. I'll I'll wait. Proceed. (laughs) Um, I read Old Man Quill. I remember you being like, why do they do this? Yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to check it out. Sure. So I picked up the first issue because I missed that. Whoops. And then I read the second issue. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I've got nothing to... To complain about Honestly, I've got nothing to complain about this. Nice. This at all. Um, It's written by Ethan Sachs. It's written by Robert Gill. Okay. I don't know any of those people. I don't know either of those people. Um, The art's fun looking. Um, But um, that being said, um, the story, the last issue, I'll try to recap that briefly. It's in the future on Spartax. Peter's in charge. Sure. I think that, I remember being, that being the pitch. Yeah. yeah. He has a family. Okay. The Church of Truth, which is like this, like, I've heard that galactic name force. Yes. Is 
like against Spartax. There's an overwhelming issue with it. They're going to come and destroy Spartax. So Peter's like, we'll take the fight to them. Okay. Everyone's warning against it. He's like, no, it'll be fine. I'm a hands-on kind of leader. We're going to go do this. Like, mm-hmm. His family's like, should we evacuate? And he's like, no, you'll be fine. I'm going to go take the fight to them. It's cool. Yeah. Goes, takes the fight to them. Gets in, like, you know, really, like, riles everybody up. There's, like, some priestess person there. And uh, he's like, okay, you got to stop attacking us. We win. And she's like, well, I mean, I no. Because our dark god already made it to your planet. Was it the Magus? It's just that all they say is their dark god. Oh, okay. And um, So they'll, they'll do that later. Yeah, and, like, when like when he gets back to, to Spartax, there's, like, a big, like, onk. Like okay. burned into the surface, and his family's dead. Aww. And so then we like fast forward to him, like basically living outside of Spartax, I believe, like mm-hmm. on a ship, and like he's like holograms of his family, and like he's sad, mm-hmm. and um, he had put himself in a cryo sleep, waiting for his um, delivery of alcohol to show up. Okay, because he's a, he's he's an alcoholic at this sure. point. The um, computer wakes him up too early, mm-hmm. and um, it's because the guardians are there, mm. and um, they're like, we have a mission. The mission is to stop the Church of Truth because they're spreading, and so we have to put an end to them. And, like, it's Drax, Gamora, Rocket, and Mantis. Okay. Mantis had a vision, and Mantis is kind of losing a little bit. She's having a hard time, like, keeping things straight at How's this Rocket point. still alive? What? How's Rocket still alive? He's old. Yeah, but raccoons don't last that long. Yeah, but he's he's alive, but he's old, and it's it's like he's crotchety and he's mad at Quill because Quill left. Yeah, he's like you wouldn't had your fairy tale family, and like you left your fa- your real family. Oh, and like he's like and and to be fair, Quill's like and where were you when I needed you? Right, and he's like well, where were you when we? You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. back and forth. Like he put out a call to everybody to the Avengers. Nobody came, Aww. obviously because of what was going on on yeah. Earth. Mm-hmm. Not that Quill knew that, but, like, so he's mad at everybody. Yeah. So they realize that Earth is on the docket, and, like, there's a relic that they have to get, so they go to Earth, and we find that it is, it's the Wasteland. Mm. Like fucking Old Man Logan? Oh, shit. And, um, so, like, they show up. Um, we get treated to, like, Doom's in charge at this point. So it's been Red Skull, and then he fell, and then, um, they go over the history of who was in charge mm. and uh spider woman was in charge for a while and oh, yeah. uh, okay so it's it's okay so in the area they're in magneto was in charge and then he got kicked out and then kingpin was in charge because yes. he killed magneto okay and spider woman killed kingpin yes and now dr doom's in charge okay and it's so funny because like at the beginning of this and like it's actually i thought this was really well done in this issue there's a doom bot who's like passing out doom meals their rations okay and he's just saying, like, like, Doom will save you. Doom is here to feed you. That kind of thing. And there's, like, two guards next to him. Yeah. And, like, um, some guy gets a little rowdy. And then, like, another dude wearing a Fantastic Four shirt tries to attack and, like, burn the Doom bot. The Doom bot shorts out and starts killing everybody. <laughs> and then after everyone's dead, goes back to his programming and just starts throwing the rations out Aww. again. I'm like, that is so messed up. Yeah, that's great. So, um, basically, they're trying to find this relic. And uh, figure out what's going on on Earth because mm-hmm. they're like, we're meant to save this planet and it's already ruined. Yeah. Okay, but we still have to stop the Church of Truth, so fine, whatever. They go to some town that's been decimated. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like heads floating in fountains kind of thing. Mm. Drax sees some smoke far off in another town. They go off to, to see what's up there. And um, when they get there, the great-grandchildren of the Wrecking Crew are there. Okay. And they're giving the town a hard time. They work for Doom. They're like, you owe him tribute. And they're sure. like, but like, Spider-Woman like took our stuff and like, it's been really hard. Like, there's like been like a, like a, 
drought, basically. Okay. And they start, like, trying to hurt the townsfolk. Yeah. The guardians show up and start kicking ass, except for Quill. Uh, not until there's, like, a little girl in danger. Mm-hmm. And, like, he ends up shooting um, the guy uh, who is the great-grandson of Piledriver. Okay. It's like, you know, harness slow up again. It's like, to the, to the great pile driver that my great-grandfather wasn't rockets like i don't know how to tell this guy that his dad was kind of a nobody cares about pile <laughs> he's kind of a loser I, just, mm-hmm. I mean like we're gonna kill him anyway so yeah. I mean, um right but um you know quill still has like some issues that he's dealing with in terms of his family of course we do see doom is running things and his right hand man is mad a mask ah! i'm like what is going on? That's weird. But, like, Doom doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, difficult to tell what they're doing with Doom right now. Mm-hmm. Like, whether or not he's actually alive. Whether yeah. or not it's, like, a puppet. I don't know. And she's just in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. But they're aware of the fact that a ship showed up. Right. They think it might be the, the Kree or the scroll. In the previous issue, um, the, um, the Guardians ran into the Brute. In, like, oh, cool. an alien-style, like, moment where they're on a ship. Yay! And that's it's great. It's really, really cool. Um... But yeah, overall, like the the series is fun. Um, there's a, one of the sad moments in the first issue comes about like when Groot or when um, Rocket's like talking to Quill about like how he wasn't there for them. He's like, "Where were you for Groot?" And he's holding like a piece of wood, and that's Aww. all he has of him. And I was like, "That's really sad." Like yeah. Rocket's just sad, and you can definitely feel like the movies influence a little bit on some of their relationships, but I think you can also feel the Abnett run a little bit yeah. in there, too. Okay, that's nice. You know what I mean? So, like, I like the way the characters are written. Um, I like sad Peter Quill. Yeah. I think it's done really well. He actually kind of reminds me of Kurt Russell in this, but not in a way in which they're doing something on purpose. It's yeah. just something about his look that I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And, like, Rocket's great. Drax is great. He's not, like, peace-loving Drax or anything like that. He's just... He gets into a tussle. Some guy kind of gets the better of him. Rocket tries to help him out. And Drax is like, I'm not done with him. Knock it off, Rocket. Yeah. yeah. All right? This is this is my fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Yeah. It's fun, you know? That's cool. Yeah. Is Doom wearing a blue cloak? No, he's wearing green. Oh. Why? It's 29.9. Oh, yeah, no. Be fun little homage. No, I'm glad he's not. No, he actually looks, he looks worse for wear. That's great. I like Ravage Doom. Yeah, like he looks like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's he's cool. Just, he's just like, ugh. No, that's Doom. Yeah, it's just Doom. That's dope. But, like, he doesn't do anything, and Madame Mask speaks for him. Mm. So I'm like, mm. So it's probably a Doom bot that she's using. It could be, I don't know. Um, I read Venom number 11. It was written by Donny Cates with art by Joshua Kassara. Uh-huh. Uh, in it, we uh, we change up the origin of Venom a little bit. Um, oh. A lot of it. Um, a lot of revelations in this. Uh, in a previous story, we or previous issues... Uh, we find out that, like, Venom has a nephew, and, like... Venom well, does, or...? Eddie Brock. <laughs> and, uh... It turns out that, like, this symbiote has been affecting Eddie Brock's mind since the beginning. Like, since the church. Okay. And the retcons are aplenty. Uh, we find out that, like... The, the symbiote, like, loves Eddie like a woman. Okay. Uh, we find out that, like... Does the symbiote have, like, like a, an, a like male-female? You know, it shouldn't. I guess it's neutral. I remember it being a woman, and then I remember it being nothing, so... Mm. And I don't care. Right. When, once they named them, once mm-hmm. they started calling them Clintars, I was like, I don't give a shit about symbiotes anymore. Right, I right, completely right, dropped right. interest. Uh 
But uh, in this issue, we find out that, like, Eddie kept getting cancer, like, throughout his tenure as a character. Well, I mean, I feel like a symbiote might, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, like the idea was that it was, like, tapping his adrenaline or something like that. But, like, it turns out that, like, it was never, he never had cancer. That, like, the symbiote was affecting his physiology to make it look like he had cancer every time he was thinking about leaving the symbiote. And the symbiote was just, like, using, like, was just tricking Eddie and gaslighting him into, like, thinking he needed the symbiote in order to survive. That's, that's messed up. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out that the symbiote also was, like, affecting its his memories to the point where, like, it invented an uncle and, like, this other, like, part of his family. Mm-hmm. And that his nephew is actually his actual biological son. And that Eddie really does have, like, a real son. And the, the symbiote didn't want him to know about him. Oh. Yeah. Didn't his mom? Well, we don't get into that yet. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's pretty cool. Like, hmm. I kind of dug it. I was like, this is fun. And like, yeah. Well, and the maker's involved. Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. And he's like. Really? Yeah. And he's uh, he's trying to like, de- you know, he's got Eddie and the symbiote. And he's like, you know. Uh, so Eddie and the symbiote are like kind of stuck together for a second. So mm-hmm. like they're kind of like in the mindscape or whatever, talking to each other. And symbiote's yeah. like, like, you need, like, okay, I'm going to be straight with you. But, like, you gotta, like, you gotta stay with me for now because things are gonna get, like, really messed up. And you're gonna find out some shit about what I did. But you need me because, like, the God of Symbians is coming. He's gonna mess everything up. And you're gonna need me. But, like, be cool. You need me. <laughs> you need me, though. <laughs> but I'm gonna be cool with it. And it's, like, it's very cool. I was, I was really enjoying it. Like, okay. I was like, this is kind of cool. That's great. Like, not enough for me to, like, become a Venom fan. But, like, enough for me to be like, this is not a waste of my time. That's good. The art was really good. Uh, it's actually fun to see, like, classic images of Venom. Mm-hmm. But, like, today? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, these are 90s images of Venom, but in today's style with today's sensibilities? Yes. And it's interesting to see it because it's so different from the way it used to be. Right. But it's also got similar is- like visuals that you would expect. Okay. Which I kind of dug. Um, uh, that's it. Just, okay. like, it's kind of neat. And I'm okay with it. Apparently, like, they also must have retconned this before I got in. But, like, that Eddie was... Like, they're saying that Eddie was going to kill himself in the church because he had cancer. And I'm like, no. He was going to kill himself in the church because he was ruined by Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? They're trying to separate his origins, I guess, from It feels Spider-Man? like that. That's it weird. feels really, really like that. Huh. That's weird. So, That's I don't really know. weird. Okay. Yeah. But I, but I dig it, and I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, bear in mind, I haven't read the last ten issues of Venom, so, so right. I really don't. I can't speak to that. But I did enjoy what I read, and uh, and it was kind of neat. Like the retcons are fine. I'm not because I'm not like the world's biggest Venom fan in the world. Like I, like the changes for me, I'm like whatever. If it has to be Eddie, right? Then right. then we'll do whatever you need to do. Okay. You know, but, uh, but I dug it like, cause they kept like, they, they didn't care about Eddie to the point where like when JMS was writing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie tried to kill himself like again. And when he went to the hospital, his name was Edwin Brock because JMS didn't know that his name was Edward. He just knew him as Eddie. And so he's like, Oh, Eddie, well, like it can be short for anything. I'll make it Edwin. And the editors didn't pay attention or care. Like, nobody noticed or cared to the point where, like, like it was just, it was drawn by, like, Ron Garney on the pay, on the bed. I'm like, 
Oh my god. But Jameis did that that did that a bunch of times. Yeah, I like, remember that. Like when he uh when he named Aunt May, he's like, Aunt, Aunt May they've never done Aunt May's maiden name. I'm gonna make it Fitzgerald. And everyone's like, It's Riley. It's Riley because that's Ben Riley's name. <laughs> Holy crap! How'd you freak that up? So anyway. Because you just did. And then know. they and then for the trades I think they fixed it. Okay. But anyway. Uh, jumping in the super chats really quick. Nigel sure. Nigel Red says, "Nah, Kate said Venom goes by they them, but I think most of the other portrayals of them as a couple were as a guy." Okay. Fair enough. That's your interpretation. Uh, so wait, that was the only super chat. No. No. Illuminati says, "Has Madame Mask appeared in the MCU?" Peggy Carter show. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was really cool. It's really too bad, and they could have, if if they had any relationship, they could have freaking fixed it because when she shows up there's like a there's a time vortex that opens up like oh perfect put her in the time vortex bring her out now you got a nice cool mcu villain in that actress and madame mask and they don't do it no they don't they just straight up i think they killed her uh yeah there's also one above that too ah sorry about that uh dmomo says plug (laughs) demomo sorry uh plug for next week's uh, for last week's elseworlds Start up your own comic shop, sell so we can buy your recommendations directly from you. I know it's not that easy. I appreciate it. You're right, but I would love to do it. We tried really hard to work with Comixology to be able to just be like, here's the books we recommend, buy them directly through us to Comixology, and they were not having it. Um, But I would love to have, like, a a store and sell you you your books. Um, And I don't know how to make that happen, but we'll talk about it. Uh, I want to keep that in the back of my head because I would love to make that a thing. Um, so thank you very much, Demona. Nice. Before we get into anything else, I just want to mention um, real quick um, that since we missed last week's show, I just wanted to point out that um, Mark Miller fans and fans of Magic Order, yeah. uh, that's over now. Issue 6 came out. We're done. I was actually just opening it up to take a quick look at oh, it. Oh, okay. When I opened it up, Comixology asked, told me that there was an updated version of this book. And when oh, I liked no. to download it, I was like, ask me later. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Now I need to know what it is. I have to find out, but I'm not going to download it just yet. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because this is an end of this series because this is a mini-series. I'm honestly not too sure how I feel about the ending of this series because... Because. Because I can't say anything without ruining anything. Um, But I am looking forward to seeing this in live action. Okay. And then I know we briefly mentioned earlier the Savage Sword of Conan. Yeah. Which I did read. That's right. I did read that. I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to totally talk about this. And then Why we not? ended up shooting that day. And then, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm like, sorry. So, like, Savage Sword of Conan did not happen. Yeah. Um, it is a very different Conan book, in a way, from um, Jason Aaron's. Jason Aaron's is uh, steeped in a lot of lore and background. And while this is certainly, like, not a bad story at all, it's just a different story. It's written by Jerry Dugan with art by Ron Garney. Yep. Um, it looks great. It looks very different okay. than the other book. But, like, just kind of letting you know, hey, these are two different books. Yeah. It's totally okay. It's literally just taking a story out of Conan's life, and instead of doing what Aaron's doing, which is like, this issue goes over this, like, here's a story from this part of his life, and it's an overarching story. Mm-hmm. This is just a standard, like, this is how comic books work. This is issue one, this is issue two, this is issue three, without, like, any sort of, like, encapsulating um, bookends to it. Sure. Like, this is the story you're reading right now, and that's it. Okay. And it just takes place on, on the high seas. It's interesting, like... Conan, like... Pirate Conan! Pirate Conan! Um, Conan ends up, like, on the seas, basically. Okay. Like, stranded out there. A ship went down. He was on it. Like, literally, the image we see of him was him on, like, on a... Like, a set of, like, wood, some planks and such, chewing on a shark. He had battled a shark, and he ate it. But the, the sea was going to claim him. Nope. Or was trying to. Yeah. 
Uh, a slaving ship comes along, uh, grabs him. When he looks up, he sees them as skeletons. Okay. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Sweet. And um, Are they, they? Yeah, they're cursed. Good, okay. Um, they pull him up. They drop him into the, the underhold area where the other slaves are. There's a guy down there who just wants to be free. So he's just like, hey, if I take care of this one who's going to definitely f- fetch a high price, let me join your crew. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. So, like, they chain him and Conan together. Yeah. Um, it's revealed that they have this, like, box with a serpent on it. A cursed god box. It doesn't uh. matter. Conan regains his health, escapes. The ship is ruined. <laughs> um, and um, they're, like, the, the pirate guys are... I think one of the, like, the, the captain isn't necessarily a skeleton. He's a, I think they can change shape. So he turns into, a, like, a serpent man at one point. And so cool. Conan fights a serpent man while the ship's on fire. He grabs the box because he's just like, ah, oh, there must be plunder in here. I need this. He and the, like, he also grabs the key for the shackles that okay. he and the other guy are attached to. The other guy's like, we should just go. Let's not, we, we don't have to kill this guy. Right. We should just leave. Let's Conan's just... like, nope. Conan's like, no, I gotta plunder. I gotta kill I him. I gotta kill him and I gotta plunder it. Mm-hmm. So um, Conan drops the key. So the two of them are stuck together, and the guy's like, no! <laughs> so they get into a life raft, and uh, that ends up going down as well. They end up on an island. Conan opens the box. It's nothing but dust and sand. Right. But then his third eye is opened, and he sees a magical map in his mind, and he says, Crom! Oh. And they're going on a treasure hunt. Sweet. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fun. It's not the same as no. the, as what Aaron is doing. It's still a fun book. Though. Okay, cool. Is I there room in the world for two Conan books? I, think, just I think so, because I think they're doing two different things, in a sense. They're still telling the story of Conan in two different ways, and I think some people are going to really gravitate towards the, the Dugan version of this. Sure. So. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, that's cool. Conan! Conan. I'm going to keep reading them both for nice. as long All as right. I can handle it. <laughs> uh, I guess we should jump into the recommendations for books that are coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Comics, uh, Detective Comics number nine ninety nine, the wrap up of the uh, of that arc is finally coming. Okay, and uh, it's yeah. gonna be really cool. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Peter J. Tomasi writes a great Batman. We all know it. That arc is fantastic. Um, so you you, you owe it to yourself to read those stories. Um, and this is it. And then the next week, it'll be uh, 1,000. Excellent. And if you're at Zap Comics, I'll probably go to the midnight release. So yeah, swing by Wayne, New Jersey, and we'll see you there. Right? That's really exciting, honestly. Exactly. Um, what was it? In DC, I think that's it. Uh, not for me. Oh, no. Let's not leave DC real quick. I won't. I won't. Uh, Sandman Trade Paperback Volume 5, uh, titled A Game of You. The 30th anniversary edition of this is coming out. Finally. So if, you were, if you're a collector of various volumes like I am, yes. as it turns out, like I'm just like, oh, I don't have that one. Oh, that's the original coloring of this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be something right up your alley. I know it's, it is for me, so I would definitely check that out. Nice. Um, I don't know if there was anything else. I was kind of scrolling through this. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything else. I don't. I don't see Doomsday Clock on this list. True. I also don't see Justice League Dark, so... It's not. It's Odyssey that comes out this week. Yeah. Also, Heroes in Crisis comes out, which, of course, I'll never read or recommend. Uh, in terms of Marvel, uh, what was it? Age of X-Men Extremis is coming out, which is kind of funny. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily buy it but okay. i just think it's kind of cute amazing spider-man 16 i'm gonna pick up because i love that series okay. uh no road home number three this is gonna be my like litmus test if i can if i enjoy what happens in three i'll keep reading the series if not i'm probably gonna skip it until the the, the trade comes out 
Because uh, I or, like or you'll it. you'll hear about it when Conan shows up. Yes. <laughs> so I'll be well, like, i got to figure out what's happening. You'll here. have to read the whole damn thing. I uh, have to figure this whole thing out. That's right. Uh, Daredevil number two is also coming out. It is. And that was a good se- That was a good first issue. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, uh, in Marvel, Marvel Comics Presents number two comes out. I recommend number one, and I was happy I did because I dug it. So check that out as well. Marvel Comics Presents number two. Um, great stuff. Yeah. And I think it's got another cover by Arthur Adams who, as we've talked about, is a titan. Yeah. Uh, and if you'd like to see more Arthur Adams, stay tuned this week for Back Issues, where you're going to see a good like 45-minute chunk of our show is dedicated to a book drawn by Arthur Adams. And you found out, and I had to cut this part of the episode, but you're like, holy shit, this guy's pencils are freaking great. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, his pencils are modern-day yes. quality, They're- but with latter day colors and inks incredible and in my opinion ruined by the inks and colors that are are put on them should have been enhanced pencils yes should have been enhanced pencils yes Uh, the books he he did basically they need to go back and just redo all of Arthur Adams catalog just do it all all over again because like (laughs) he was ahead of his time yeah I agree still around by the way and still drawing so you know he is, he's still here. So tell him he's awesome. So tell him he's awesome, because when I see him at New York Comic Con, his booth is always empty, and I'm like, why the hell isn't anyone here? You're awesome. Yeah. Um, Mr. and Mrs. X, Volume 1, Love and Marriage Trade is coming out. Go pick it up. Yes. It is a great X title. And here's the thing. It's Gambit. It's Rogue. And then Deadpool shows up. And Deadpool. <laughs> so come on. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Savage Sword of Conan number two is coming out. Hey, wow. That was fast. Yeah. Uh, that's very fast. Oh, that's fast. right. It was the week before. Yeah, but it's still very fast. No, I where's agree. Conan? Yeah. Conan! Conan. At least I get some Conan. I was I was kind of like, I didn't have any Conan. Hmm. Yeah. You had, you had no Conan. I had things. no Conan. No Conan. Anything in the image? They don't have that song anymore. I know. It's so. Conan! Um, if you've been uh, keeping up with the realm, realm number eleven is coming up. I haven't, but not on purpose. I just I have to catch up. And the cold um, spots trade. Cold spots trade is also coming out. Ice cream man number ten is coming out. Um, all good things to check out. There you go. Uh, from there, I just want to recommend our Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/ComicPop to get behind the scenes looks at what's going on. Early access to back issues when I have a catalog built up right now. Back issues will be out probably tonight for you guys out there in the uh, Silver Age patronage. Um, and all kinds of other stuff, fun stuff. Uh, we also get your opinions, and we're hoping to retool a signature show here on this channel, which will have direct connection to the Patreon, Yay. and maybe our community tab as well. We'll see. But, That's right. Uh, you gotta uh, you gotta check it out to get all that information. Um, and of course, if you haven't already, go pour over our channel because we just did, gave the whole damn thing a facelift, at yeah. least up until November. Uh, <laughs> I, I retconned the channel so that it, it always looked this nice. Um, but check it out because it's a lot of fun yeah. uh, doing that. I spent a lot of time doing it. Yes, you did. And uh, yeah, <laughs> well, thank you for recommending the, the, the tools through which we did it. Yeah. It was really, really useful and helpful. Um, is there anything else we need to recommend or talk about that, that, that's coming out? Nope. Nope. Um, oh, uh, Zapcon! If you That's could, it. Uh, Zapcon is a com- is a Comic Con that is happening uh, through our store, uh, the store that we attend uh, on March thirtieth. Uh, come there and see me, and maybe more people. Who knows? It depends on who's available. True. But I'll be there. Uh, Ali Al Ziadi says Doomsday Clock number nine comes out March sixth and number ten March twenty seventh. You're doing something else too coming up. I am. Yes. Did you mention the New York? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, March 12th. Uh, March 12th, which is a Tuesday night, go to the People's Improv Theater and see me on Comic Book Club. 
um, the, the 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 trio of guys on the couch who talked about comics before we did. Yeah. Um, comic Book Club ins- inspired this channel uh, before this channel was a channel, and uh, I we used to go. We we've gone I think twice in it twice before. Um, I love visiting those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a live show that I don't know how much it costs to get in, but it's not much. But yeah. if you're in the New York area, go to the People's Improv Theater on March 12th and see me at uh, at Comic Book Club. Maybe Tiffany too. I think you're gonna go. I'll be there. But you might come on stage. We'll see. Probably not. No, you can hang out with you can sit with Tiffany. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, hang out with us. Uh, look forward to seeing you March twelfth, mm-hmm. March thirtieth, and more. Uh, and more. And more. Dot, dot, dot. Like whenever East Coast Comic Con is happening, I'll be there. Yeah. There's gonna be no table, but we're gonna go. Yeah. A lot of a lot of appearances. I like to do that. Just show up places. Hey, That's right. I'm you here. never know. Yeah. Ooh. Like the mall. Oh, there he is. No one's ever done that. So anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode off the rack. And of course, stay tuned on this channel for more stuff. Uh, and of course, also go to the Purple Channel, uh, twitch.tv slash TV to watch her stream video games if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, Last of Us. Last of Us. You're wrapping it up. No, I'm not wrapping it up. I'm not even close to wrapping it up. Oh. But you should come hang out with me because I've never played the game before, so you're watching me experience seeing... this game for the first time. Yeah. Like, I literally didn't know anything about it, did not know anything about it <laughs> so there you go uh that's it so thanks a lot for hanging out mm-hmm. we'll see you then bye yeah. bye